All right, guys, for any of you guys interested in e-commerce, I'm going to give you guys the step-by-step, the way that I train people to do it right mm. now. And you, do, and you don't mind saying that? No, absolutely not, man, <laughs> no. So the platform that I would recommend for you guys. You're listening to On The Go Voice Podcast, the best generational podcast you'll ever tune into. Listen to the voices of this generation where we seek to identify values, stimulate discussions, and vocalize the community. Hey, welcome to On The Go Voice Podcast, guys. This is Charles Sabiaga, and this is part of the Biz Talk series. And uh, one of the things I wanted to bring into the podcast was obviously the ideas of how different business industries operate and work and just kind of getting an insight between it uh i've had a lot i've had the pleasure of working and being friends with numerous people who own their own business and who have ventured into different uh in industries of business as well so i'm grateful to have um them in my life and be able to connect with them so now i'm bringing a friend of mine who i've been connected with for a while in the past and uh, one of the things that's gotten me really interested in when it comes down to the business world is being able to make money online right and that's kind of the pleasure back then that wasn't something we were able to do but even then now it's still a growing it's still a growing industry you know and and with that being said you know i have a friend here who has been involved in uh, e-commerce himself and uh we're gonna dive a little bit about his background and how he got involved so welcome uh, rigo flores Yo, what's up? How are you today, bro? Dude, I'm chilling, man. You have a nice little setup, bro. I love it. Cool Thank vibes, you, yeah. cool host here with the voice community. <laughs> yeah, thanks, man. I appreciate that. And uh, I'm really excited for Rigo because he's also he's also a podcaster, co-host of uh, Millennial Mindset. And uh, other than that, um, we're going to jump into that a little bit later. But um, as of right now, for anybody listening, uh, why don't you just introduce a little bit of back- background about yourself? Who are you and what are you doing right now? Hey guys, so like Charles says, my name is Rigo Flores. I am the eldest son of two immigrant people. Mm. And they did the best for me with the two hands that they had. They provided the best life that they could. Mm -hmm. And to sum up the last 10 years of my life, I would say that I am a nice kid that grew up, right? Yeah. And realized that the world is not kind to nice people. Mm. So that really shaped my life and the way that I perceive life and the way that I make pretty much the things that I make the moves that I make today, right? Mm-hmm. So over the span of the last three years, like you mentioned, I've dived into e-commerce. That's where I decided to plant my flag to use my skills in marketing. Mm-hmm. And also my love and my newfound love and passion for e-commerce. So that's pretty right. much where I stand today. Mm-hmm. And the, the funny thing was, uh, well, I wouldn't say funny. The interesting thing is that you were actually going to school in Northridge. Right. I was, man, yeah. Business, but you dropped out. Ooh. Oh, I hope man. my parents aren't listening. <laughs> <laughs> well, with that being said, what were, I mean, what were you studying, first of all? I was studying finance mm-hmm. and okay. information systems. Interesting. And what made you transition into, like, hey, you know, I'm going to drop out and then become, like, an entrepreneur? I mean, this mm-hmm. was before you got into e-commerce, right? Yeah, absolutely, man. Mm-hmm. It was actually a process, but to make a long story short... I started seeing things from an outside perspective, you know, when you're inside the bubble, it's mm-hmm. really hard, easy for you to kind of like fall for the magic tricks that's going on right now, the, the shiny paper that they hold right in front of you. Right. 
I just want to make it clear that I have absolutely nothing against education. My own girlfriend is an educator and that's what she does. Like, I love education. Yeah, absolutely. But the thing is that I realize that everybody has their own individual goals. Everybody mm -hmm. has something that they want to achieve, right? And my professors were... Can I cuss? Yeah, of course. My professors were fucking intelligent. <laughs> they were some of the brightest people that I know. But even as intelligent as they were, they didn't have much. Mm. And then my mentors, and my mentors in finance that were already working in the fields that I was working in, mm -hmm. they were loaded. Right. But they were miserable. Mm. And I started looking at it from an outside perspective and I started kind of like really being self-aware and saying, hey, Rigo, what do you want to do? What, 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 can you see yourself doing this? And is this kind of where you want to lead your life? And I realized that it wasn't. Right. So cold turkey, I quit. Mm. Some people called it being a quitter. I called it following my passion, man, and just okay. not lying to myself and being real with who I was. You know what I mean? Right, right, right. So that would, that uh, long story short, that's pretty much why I decided to make the transition. You know what? I think that's cool because if, even though for some people who decide to drop out, you know, they might feel the need to kind of do it from a level of like, hey, I set myself up to this, but not really being aware. Because like, I, I'm not going to lie. I kind of decided to stick out through college because, mm -hmm. yes, it was a sense of like, yeah, cool. I reassured myself with saying, yeah, I'm, I'll accomplish something. But at the same time, at the back of my end was it was a voice saying, hey, if you don't do this, you won't make your parents proud. Mm -hmm. You know, so on your end, you are self-aware enough to understand that I'm going to fulfill what's most authentic for me. And, and I like the fact that you even mentioned like, hey, look, there's nothing wrong with the education or nothing wrong. Like you're not judging it or even like putting it down, but you decided to pursue what's correct in your way. Yeah, man. And it wasn't an easy choice because my parents for three years afterwards, they gave me shit for it. Oh, I bet. Yeah. Back to back to back. Oh, Rigo, you can always go back. Rigo, you got nine credits uh, left. Uh, yeah, nine, 12 credits left. Rigo, right. you have 12 credits left. Rigo, just go back. Mm -hmm. You're almost done. You're right mm -hmm. there. Just give us that paper. And I was right, like... Right. No, I'm not going to do it. Right, right, right. You can go back to college if you want to, you know, right? Because that's not the path that I wanted to take. Mm -hmm. So I, I feel that, man. I, I feel that like spiritually. Yeah, totally. Oh, he's a, also a spiritual master, <laughs> a weird guy. Well, what, what? Um, obviously, when you decided to drop out, you must have had some plan. Knowing, if you guys don't know, he's a numbers guy. Loves numbers, right? I like playing with the digits. Yeah. So what? What was your plan when you decided to drop out the time? So. I had finance is something that I've always liked. Mm -hmm. I've like I like playing with the numbers. I've never been much of a math guy, but being a finance person, I like playing with numbers. Mm -hmm. Numbers are a beautiful thing, and when you can maneuver them and pretty much get any outcome that you want. So I was talking about numbers. Like it's, I guess I kind of look at it like trends. There's trends in numbers, and I'm also really good at picking up trends, right? Mm -hmm. So I started seeing where is the world going right now? What what services am I interested in that I like to do that mm. I also have a skill and can mm. I offer to people? What kind of service can I provide? Right. So back then there was this little guy called Ty Lopez that uh -huh. some of you guys might have heard about in his Lamborghini <laughs> on YouTube. In my garage. In his garage uh, with his bookcase. Yeah. But there was this guy called Ty Lopez mm -hmm. that released a marketing course and mm. I was an early adopter. I was I was one of like the first batch of people that got, were in his course. And mm. since I was an early adopter, I was able to kind of pick up that trend early and learn mm. marketing, social media marketing. Nice. And that was my plan, man. My plan is offer a service and make some money with it. Okay. That was as far as I thought, man. Okay. 
I've never really been much of a 10 steps ahead kind of guy. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, cool. What can I do right now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, and just that, that was my plan, man. Interesting. Was it the smartest thing? Probably not. <laughs> but I took a gamble and it paid yeah, off. Yeah, yeah. But you never looked back, you know? I look back. But I mean, I'm saying like you never decided. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you never decided. You know what, man? Maybe let the back. Maybe have you actually ever decided? Maybe this is the wrong path. Absolutely, absolutely, man. I feel like anybody that's in their path on tr- mm-hmm. in, in entrepreneurship, mm-hmm. there's this there's this meme, right? And it's a graph, and it says entrepreneurship. It shows two 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 different, two uh, different graphs. Type of one straight up, mm-hmm. and one going up, then way down, yeah, then yeah, back yeah. up, then way down. And anybody that denies that is full of shit because mm. that's exactly what it feels like. Yeah, Some days true. you're killing the game and other weeks you're like, damn, maybe I should get a job or yeah. maybe I should go back to school <laughs> or maybe I should like, you know, like listen to my parents. I feel so like no, I, I absolutely, man. I, I, I do have those moments. I had those moments. And for the rest of my life, statistically speaking, because I like numbers, mm-hmm. I'm going to have those moments. Yeah. 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 And, and the cool thing I like about you, especially with how you're coming out to me right now, you're, you're. Your energy has changed a lot. You seem a lot more fulfilled and happy. Just absolutely great gratitude. I mean, it's not that I've never seen that, but like I could just feel it from your sense of fulfillment, you know? So when, sorry, when you said something? No, I was going to say, I, I feel that too, man. Uh-huh. I've seen that change over me and I'm, I'm, I'm glad you noticed it, bro. Yeah, yeah props dude. to noticing, dude. Uh, yeah, I can. I can that makes me that. feel good. <laughs> I hope so. I hope I can make you feel that way. But with that being said, when you decided to switch into social media strategy, um, before you got e-commerce, um, what, what, what was that journey like before you even got into e-commerce? And then what was it like or, or why did you transition to e-commerce? So... You're just, just to make sure that I understand the question. Mm-hmm. You want to know Sorry, I'm my, asking my, my transition from marketing mm-hmm. to e-commerce. Exactly. So my mar- my transition from marketing to e-commerce was because I lo- I love marketing. Mm-hmm. I, even right now, I'm a marketer. Yeah, I yeah. will forever be a marketer. That's just the way my mind works, mm-hmm. right? So I still do marketing, but I'm very low key about it. My real thing, my my claim to fame, and where I stamp my flag is e-commerce, right? Mm-hmm. But they're in reality, they're they're one in the same thing. Because mm. bo- both of those skills are commingled. Mm. But I'm just going to call it e-commerce, right? My transition e-commerce came with... I started an agency. Mm-hmm. And as a salesperson, that I also, I also have some sales skills. We ended up getting pretty decent clients. Mm-hmm. Uh, we ended up... Our best client that we got was Honda. And we ended up securing that deal thanks to my brother, nice. uh, which was my business partner at the time. Oh, okay. And we ended up securing that deal. We completely failed it. Oh. We did... Quality work based on our current skills, mm-hmm. but it was because of my. I jumped into, I jumped cold turkey into uh, marketing, like I told you. Mm-hmm. I learned how to do the digital side of it, but I didn't really know how to manage the business side mm-hmm. of it, which my business skills were very lacking. I was very young when I started it. Okay. And because of that, I ended up failing over time and I couldn't give my deliverables. So mm-hmm. I teamed up with another company. We did great. Mm-hmm. And then I left that company for uh, personal reasons. And then I was in a point in marketing where I knew my skills in the marketing aspect were good, but not in the business side. So I okay. needed to take a step back. And I was like, okay, cool. I'm taking a step back. What can I do with the current skill set that I have and the current connections that I have? Right. Well, one of my buddies that I went to high school with that dropped out of the face of the earth when he was 16 years old. Interesting. Yeah, he dropped out of the face of the earth. No, His parents kicked him out. None of us knew what the hell was going on. Hmm. He reappeared and he had an RA and we're like, what the fuck you got? An RA? Yeah, he had an RA, an Audi RA. Wow. 
uh, back in 2000, was it 2013? No, it was 11, 12, 12. It was wow. back in 2012, and we're like- That's before I even got into Jutsu on first ship. Yeah, like, he did, that's when he disappeared, mm -hmm. and then he, came, he came back and he had it, and we're like, How, how'd you get that, bro? Mm -hmm. And he was like, oh, e-commerce. Mm -hmm. And back then, it was he didn't say e-commerce, he said uh, eBay. He said eBay oh, dropshipping, which is, uh, in, the, in the grand scheme of things, mm -hmm. it's part of e-commerce, right? And I was like, okay, cool, teach me. Yeah, so yeah. he's like, okay, pay me. <laughs> <laughs> Did you pay him? Absolutely, yeah, bro. Uh, dude, if somebody sh if, if somebody shows you how to make money, yeah. dude, and they're doing they're making it work, like you best believe cool, I'm gonna cool. pay you, man. So I paid him, man. He showed me how to maneuver the system, and that's that was my entry, man. Mm -hmm. I saw somebody doing great. I approached them, and that was my entry to the world of e-commerce. Mm. So this wasn't back in 2012, or no, no, no. That's when he disappeared. Oh, okay, okay. So then you met him. What? 2020, or you reconnected with him back in 2018? 18? No, it was 2017. Okay, 2017. Yeah. Cool. So what was your first venture? Actually, you know what? Just, just for safe reassurance, just in case for anybody listening that don't exactly know what e-commerce is mm -hmm. exactly. Do you want to elaborate on it? Yes. You're a lot more. All right, guys. Especially for you guys right here. <laughs> so e-commerce is commerce with e in the front, and that's oh. literally the process. Like I, that's a joke, by the way. That's <laughs> that, like that's pretty Never much it. what it is. But e-commerce is such a broad thing. I'm mm -hmm. gonna simplify it to what I do. Mm -hmm. What I do, it's uh, it's drop shipping. It's the process of selling products online. Mm -hmm any kind of product from any kind of company, you have access to those products. Mm -hmm. If you build a relationship with that supplier mm -hmm. and then you're able to sell them on your own platforms online, that yeah, is e-commerce, sure. the okay. movement of products online. Mm. Okay. So with that being said, when you first decided to learn and take on this kind of adventure with your old friend, well, what was your first uh, journey like? Or I mean, what was your first product? I mean, I'm thinking about it, right? My first product, bro. Ooh, <laughs> I can't remember. I can't remember what my first product okay. was, but the the better the better the be, the better story is my first sale. Okay. So you Let's know you you, you porter you you list a certain amount of products right, and then mm -hmm. you wait for the sales to come in. So the first sale that I ever made was a food scale. You know, like one of those food scales where you measure your protein yeah, powder, yeah. you measure macros like, and or exactly macros, like one of those scales, okay. right? It was an Ozark scale. I that was my first sale. I listed it, and it was the first ten dollars that I ever generated on e-commerce. Yeah, so it's funny. That was the first <laughs> product I ever listed. And the funny thing about it is also, I don't know if it was beginner's luck. It was my most sold product in like the whole entire history of the store, that, that mm. my first store. It was my most sold product. And it was first sold product, most sold product, and this product that sold the longest. Mm -hmm. So the, almost the very nice. last day of my e-commerce store, that's, that product was selling. Okay. Even when I wasn't optimizing it uh. anymore. So yeah, man, it, it, was, it, it was a gray a gray six inch, no, eight inch Ozark scale, 12 inch. Okay. It was an eight, cause I had a bunch of scales. Right? Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, but it was a gray 12, I can't remember. It was like 12 inch Ozark scale. Where, where were you getting the supplier from? Supply so from? my supplier was actually Amazon. Mm. Hmm. Exactly, man. So you just look for cheaper scale and then flipped it on eBay, basically. That's that's the beauty of drop shipping. Mm -hmm. I had an account with Amazon, right? Mm -hmm. So all I was doing is grabbing that product from Amazon, optimizing it, doing the SEO on it, mm -hmm. listing it on eBay and selling it for a profit. Interesting. So let's say on Amazon, I got it for 12 bucks. On yeah, eBay, yeah. I would list it for 25 bucks after right. after the 
you know, cost of goods sold after the marketing, after the SEO, mm. after the fees, I would just keep the profit, oh, which the first one was $12, $10. And you mentioned SEO. What what role did that do instead of, because I know you, when you put on eBay, mm -hmm. right? Like you're, you're just listing as a category. What, uh -huh. what role or how does SEO play a role in that? So there's many different forms of SEO, but to simplify it, the way it works on eBay is keywords, right? Mm -hmm. So the certain way you put certain keywords, the way you would title your pictures, the way you oh, would, okay, exactly okay. the way you so would. that was optimization. Exactly, that was the way I Search would optimize them. optimization so, for anybody who Exactly. Doesn't. That's actually something I'm looking into <laughs> as well, but just an interesting thing, because like it's your way of basically maneuvering how it's found online. Exactly, man. Without paying anything am i right mm -hmm. or you could probably pay i mean in, in reality you're still paying because you gotta you gotta buy the software right you gotta oh, invest true. in the software that allows you to do the research in the back end that shows you what keywords people are looking for mm -hmm. and after you after you do those keywords and you just strategically place it in in text copy mm -hmm. and then let the sales come in interesting okay well what was your first emotion when you started to realize that this thing actually worked <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so okay, the cool thing about eBay, right? That was mm -hmm. the first platform I ever started on. The cool thing about eBay is that whenever you made a sale, mm -hmm. all you heard was cha-ching. Oh, that sounds nice. So I would always I would always put my phone with the volume up mm -hmm. and I would just wait for the sales to come in. And <laughs> I would just be chilling, doing my thing, mm -hmm. and I would hear a cha-ching, mm -hmm. cha-ching. It's the best feeling ever. Okay. So from then on, did you decide to expand from that venture or how did you decide to move forward with it? Um, when I was when I was on eBay, mm -hmm. I opened more stores. I was okay. like, I started thinking I was like, okay, cool. I can scale one store to a certain amount, right, right. right? So if I'm scaling one store to a certain amount, it would make sense if I open another one. Okay. And then another one. Mm. And another one. Because then all you gotta do is check up on it and see what you can optimize. Right? Exactly. And then at that point, what I would do is I would just train assistants. Mm -hmm. I would I would uh, oh. hire assistants. Virtual or virtual assistants? Mm. Yeah, I would hire a virtual assistant teach them how to manage my store, how to fulfill the sales. Mm -hmm. And I would I would be able to keep doing the research as they, you know, uh, kept listing my products. Right, right. So with that being said, I know you mentioned the word store a lot. Does does it take a lot to actually set up a store or do you just make an account eBay and decide to say, hey, you know, or Amazon, wherever? It's, uh, it's gotten a little bit more difficult over time. Mm. You can technically still just sign up and make it. But if you really want to get rewarded with sales, you have to go about it the right way. You know, you get a business license, like mm -hmm. whether it's an LLC or sole proprietorship, okay. you connect it online and go through the process correctly. Because mm. let's say- Legitimize yourself. Legitimize basically. yourself. Because at the end of the day, online, an online business is a very legitimate real business. You know, mm -hmm. just like Facebook, it's a real business. When you have a store online, in the in the eyes of the United, in the eyes of the, United, in the, <laughs> eyes of the law, yeah, you are a storefront. Oh. so you have to legitimize yourself. So as soon as you know, as long as you got, as long as you take those things out of the way, you're set. Mm -hmm. And if you're just gonna do it as a hobby and you're gonna make under twenty thousand dollars in sales, mm -hmm. if you don't expect to do more than that, then you don't have to do any of that. Interesting. You can just uh, start your store. Up. Uh, okay, because obviously then your idea of like let's say, well let's let's talk about this in numbers then. This mm -hmm. is your subject, right? On average, let's say a monthly from that time on, how much were you like producing or growing up to? I'm not following that. Like question. how 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 was your production and revenue looking like at the time? Like how much money were you pulling in and also reproducing back? Into? Back when I started, mm -hmm. uh, my first month in e-commerce, I think I did uh, three sales. Three sales? I think I did about three, four sales. Yeah, I did about three to four sales. So I think I made about a hundred. Uh, no, a month? month. Okay. Yeah, a month. I had so no idea what I was doing, bro. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
I had no idea what I was doing. Mm-hmm. So I think I did about $125 that month. And I was right, pissed. Right. That was yeah, it, bro. Yeah, I was yeah. like, oh my God, dude, I made $125 yeah. online. I was That's so happy, something. dude. I was so happy. And um, from there, I was like, okay, cool. That means if I list more products, I'm going to make more sales. Mm-hmm. So I started listing more products and I started listing more products, started getting more suppliers and the sales started scaling, scaling, mm-hmm. scaling. You know, they got to 2,000, wow. 3,000, 4,000, 5,000, 6,000, 7,000, 8,000. They just kept going up and up. Mm-hmm. So that, but my initial sale, my first month was like, I'm not, I think like 120 bucks. Okay. But not profit. It was revenue. Okay. Yeah, yeah, sure. But then at that time you started to see that when you could scale this thing, you realized you could create a business out of it. Yeah, man, it was mm-hmm. when I fir- it was when I hit three thousand profit the first mm-hmm. month. Not not the first month, but the first time I hit three thousand dollars profit. Interesting. When I was like, "Holy shit, I can scale this! I can actually scale this and make a business out of this." Yeah. So that's when I really started taking it seriously. It was kind of like a hobby for me on the side because I didn't really see the potential in it. Okay. Were you but doing it- something else before? Yeah, I was doing marketing. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah, I was doing marketing, and I was I still had my clients. I was still doing their social medias, mm-hmm. but it was like when I started seeing, I was like, "Wow, like this is actually." Like doable pain me I, I list one product and if i do it right i keep making sales mm-hmm. month after month and day after day yeah. i was like this is i, I want to approach it i want to do more of it so that's got like like uh to tie back to with your previous question that's where the transition started happening mm, okay because the funny thing is i've had a couple people that have also told me like hey you should start a store mm-hmm. just like Fuck you should bro but I, yeah <laughs> it's definitely on my mind now especially you know with where it's grown and you've even introduced me to someone who have allowed me access to kind of generate some income from that without really doing anything mm-hmm. which is dope as hell so i'm thinking to myself man maybe this e-commerce thing is a lot bigger than this even though i've heard of it because mm-hmm. i think on my end which is like oh i don't think i'd be able to run an online store or be able to check on it mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what i'm saying so with that being said, for anybody who is considering it, what would your first, I wouldn't even say advice, because, you mm-hmm. know, obviously you want advice, but like your thoughts on it for anybody starting. Do it. Okay. But Do like, it. Let's, let's, let's talk about like steps. You know, okay. What, what would you recommend? All right. All right, guys. For any of you guys interested in e-commerce, I'm going to give you guys the step-by-step the way that I train people to do it right mm. now. And you, do, and you don't mind saying that? No, absolutely not, man, <laughs> no. So the platform that I would recommend for you guys would be eBay to begin with. The reason I say eBay, you can always jump on Amazon, you can always jump on Walmart, you can mm-hmm. always jump on all these bigger platforms, right? But the problem if you jump on these bigger platforms is these guys, they're very strict. They, Their account, it's exactly as you would have a brick and mortar store. Mm-hmm. And it can be a cash cow for you. But if you fuck it up, you're kicked out Mm. and once you get kicked out it's really hard to get back in Mm. so learn the basics first and generate your income and your revenue on ebay right Mm -hmm. the thing you have to do is obviously have a business email right just use an email that's not your personal Mm -hmm. email you got to keep everything separate get an email account go on ebay plug it in you don't need a business account you don't need a business license you don't Mm -hmm. need any of that right off the bat all you have to do is just open it because you're just starting off until you get to twenty thousand in sales that's when you should start considering uh, maybe leveling up and getting all these business lessons but that might take you a while mm-hmm. so get your email open up an account mm-hmm. get your email that same email open up a paypal because paypal is the main integrated platform that they use to receive payments okay. then you're going to link your ebay and your paypal right then what you're going to do is you're going to find a supplier the suppliers that i recommend are right now you can use to start right to make it as easy for you guys as possible they've changed 
a few so the one i recommend right now is bye bye baby if you guys are if you guys want to get into the baby niche and you guys want to mm-hmm. sell some baby products which is a really hot thing like it's a, it's a very it's a full uh, what, what do they call it evergreen it's an evergreen product okay you guys can go to bye bye baby you can go to best buy you guys can use even home depot these mm-hmm. three different platforms allow you to pretty much uh sell their products online right you grab those products find pro do the research see what products are are, are actually selling mm-hmm. the way you do this research is you use a platform called seek analytics mm-hmm. this is a really big gem for you guys right now a lot of mm-hmm. you guys that are listening guys yeah this is this is a really big gem uh, a lot of people don't know about this platform but that was a platform that i use and that's mm-hmm. a platform that i continued using up until the point where i made the transition over okay and it's still a really hot mm-hmm. platform so you use Seek Analytics and start doing the research for the products that you're that you're selling. You grab what Seek Analytics does is you get, let's say you find Charles Creates Store. Each item is connected to a store. You type in, uh, you go to Bye Bye Baby. Type in, let's say they have a product on Bye Bye Baby mm-hmm. called Baby Shower, right, Baby right. Shower Orange, Orange uh, Cradle or something like that. Whatever it is, right. you grab that one, you plug it into eBay. It'll show you all the people that are listing that product. Mm. What that means is all the people that are listing that product are also using Bye Bye Baby as mm. a supplier. What you do is you pick one of those people, you grab their username, plug it into Seek Analytics. What Seek Analytics is going to do is going to show you what are their best selling wow. items. As soon as you see their best selling items, now you have what? You have a list of like the trending you have products. Their, their trending products, their best selling products right, right. that you can undercut them. You also have the SEO that they did for them, mm. and all you have to do is just slightly improve it, That's beat cool. them on price, wow. and you have a very high chance of making that sale. Mm. Once you make that sale, obviously the sale gets transferred to eBay, mm-hmm. right? Excuse me, uh, PayPal. Mm-hmm. Right, right. PayPal uh, has that money waiting for you. What you do is now you use that money to buy the product from Bye Bye Baby and ship it to the customer with the information that eBay gave you. Wow. There we go, keep the profit. Wow, so you just like literally connected the dots. Exactly, rinse and repeat. (laughs) That's a very, very simple way of putting it, but in the grand scheme of things, that's pretty much how it works. Yeah. You rinse and repeat, do it with more products, Mm -hmm. remove the products that are not performing well, bring in products, new products that are likely to perform well if you do the research for it, like I mentioned for you guys. Rinse and repeat, make some sales, collect some revenue, and reinvest into either buying inventory or just keep make, use it for yourself. Okay, interesting. No, well, thanks for sharing that. That's actually a really insightful experience for you to share that, you know, especially for anybody getting involved. And I'm sure right now with the e-commerce going as well, it's it's it has its own different ins and outs as well. And you also consult for people on how to grow their brands as well, right? Absolutely. Because you yeah. started a, you started an agency. Mm-hmm. To, you want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah, so it's it's so I've been in the e-commerce game for a while, right? Mm-hmm. And it was a progression, but pretty much what I was trying to get up to, I was trying to get proficient in the areas of e-commerce that I was going to allow me to start my own agency. Right. Because the only way to really see what's working mm-hmm. or what problems need to be solved is to be in it mm-hmm. and experiencing those problems of course, myself. Of course. So I started seeing what problems people were having, what problems they needed solving. And now that I have been in the game long enough, I know how to solve those problems. Mm-hmm. So now I'm starting my e- my agency called E-Commerce Prince. Okay. And I am providing that service, right? So for the people that want to get involved in e-commerce, right? And don't necessarily have the skills. They mm-hmm. don't have the time. Because time is a big factor. Of course. For a lot of people, right? Well, guess what? I can manage your store. Mm-hmm. I can run your store. 
you don't touch it anything you don't touch anything whatsoever we communicate from time to time to show you what your store is doing mm -hmm. you have 100 access to your store but the thing is i'm managing it and you keep the profits mm. and the other service that i'm offering is there's people that already have established brands right mm -hmm. there's people that have brands that have cosmetic brands they have supplement brands mm -hmm. they have any kind of brand and let's say even even a monster brand right they have a, i'm not sure if that's a monster the rain a rain let's say they have rain well, it right is their, it is their product actually mm -hmm. so let's say they have rain and they do a lot of brick and mortar sales but they don't necessarily take advantage of the online platform so mm -hmm. guess what i can get you set up with a multi multi-market platform where mm -hmm. you're gonna we're gonna be able to move your product online at a at a percentage of yourselves interesting which is all profit for you because otherwise yeah, yeah, you yeah. wouldn't even be moving it exactly online. and the cool thing is you're saving time exactly for, people for and the, all the energy exactly we're gonna take a quick little break so i can reset a couple of things oh people are joining in yo what's up podcast listeners if you are listening this far i just want to let you know i genuinely appreciate your support for being able to listen and if it does pique your interest and this is the type of podcast you like if you are listening on apple Podcasts, go ahead and subscribe so they can get more features in the future or for spotify follow so that you can stay up to date or follow me on the instagram account at charles creates underscore and for the rest of season three all the way until november of this year i'll be making podcasts with different series tackling different broads of categories so if you know anybody who might be perfect for these series that i've done in the past for the next season contact me and also i am currently looking for sponsors so if you know anybody or have a business that you want to promote contact me at info at on the go so we can talk about business okay all right guys enjoy the rest of the show all right guys so uh Rigo just finished up basically setting a structure of how he um, gave you guys basic guidelines for setting up your own e-commerce store if you decided to go into it. And he also does consultation and as well as managing your store. So definitely hit them up. Uh, we'll have his link below and also in the video. But other than that, uh, let's let's talk about like what it takes to actually build this, mm -hmm. right? Like you as an entrepreneur e-commerce and also mm -hmm. a marketer. Um, what what do you think it t it takes for people to be able to succeed in this business? Because obviously not everybody lasts. To be able to succeed in e-commerce, yeah. mm -hmm. to be able to succeed in e-commerce, bro, you just gotta be consistent, mm -hmm. and it, it, that applies to pretty much every aspect of, of business, course. right? Because there's a learning curve, right? E-commerce e is more of a new thing that came in the last, uh, I would say, about ten years, right? That's when right. people really started making the transition online. The people that didn't make that transition, that didn't stay consistent when mm -hmm. it failed, Toys R Us is gone. Yeah. Fry's Electronics is soon to be gone. Oh yeah, they're, for, for they're all closing the out right now. They're, yeah. they're going on sales. Yeah, because guess what? The e-commerce platform sucks. Like mm -hmm. you can't find anything online. And that was a problem that I saw eight years ago when mm -hmm. I was trying to get my computer from them. Their platform <laughs> sucked. People, uh, so the, the way to succeed in e-commerce and just stay consistent mm -hmm and actually be engaged with it because the trends are always changing but the right. and, and the platforms are always changing but the thing is as long as you stay up to date on those trends you're able to just uh evolve with it with the platform adapt as well with it, right? adapt to the platform yeah. yeah when i started e-commerce my main platform was amazon i can mm -hmm. no longer drop ship from amazon well guess what there's other platforms that i can mm. go with a lot of people that didn't adapt they got kicked out mm. all the people that i started e-commerce with I'm the last one. Right, right. They couldn't adapt. They left. Well, how come you couldn't go into Amazon? The what? How come you, you can't um, market out on Amazon? 
Amazon saw it was a gap in the market, right? Mm-hmm. So when Amazon saw that people were taking advantage of that gap in the market, they closed uh-huh. the gap. Oh, interesting. <laughs> All right, that's cool. Well, it's dope that you've you've been in here for a long game. I could definitely see a lot of things coming up for you, right? And I know you have a couple of uh, other ventures on the side, including Millennial Mindset. Do you mm-hmm. want to talk a little about that too? Inside the Millennial Mindset. Yeah, yeah I'm the co-host of Inside the Millennial mm-hmm. Mindset, right? Where we pretty much interview top-performing millennials mm-hmm. and record the conversation for everyone to hear. So, oh man, what can I say about it, man? I, it's 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 a podcast that we started because we love connecting with people. We love interacting with top performers just like us. Mm-hmm. We always felt that we we were missing that camaraderie between people a lot of the times when we wanted to meet with top performing individuals we didn't really know where to connect with them right. we, we, we were going somewhere else outside of our own community mm-hmm. so we started inside the millennial mindset mm-hmm. in order to really find who were the top performers in our community and then just right. create a relationship with them yeah, yeah. and really see what it is that jives them because I'm inspired by people that are inspired exactly that's, mm-hmm. that's awesome man that's awesome and uh, yeah, man, I actually totally support that message too. But with that being said, uh, you already talked about your agency. I'm actually curious, going back into e-commerce, what what would you say have been one of the biggest challenges, you know, coming up across and building your own uh, stores? Capital. Capital. It's capital, man. It's money. Because mm-hmm. when whenever you're trying to scale, you can only scale based on the amount of capital that you have available to mm-hmm. you, right? Let's say you found you're doing the research. Once I'm, I'm no longer talking about drop shipping. Drop shipping is when you drop ship other products. But right, let's right. say, what like you, you've made it to the point where you want to start your own brands, mm-hmm. where you want to maneuver with your own private label wholesale brands, your own wholesale products, your own right? products, right? Well, guess what? I have a relationship with uh, Hasbro. I have I have a partnership with a, a Hasbro distributor. Mm-hmm. I had to get a. You found a good product. It has potential sales. But right. the minimum, they, they call it the MOQ, minimum order quantity for that product is $15,000, $20,000, right? Oh, in wow. order to be able to buy in. If you don't have the capital available to it, how are you going to expand your store? Oh. So one of the biggest products is that, that I've been facing or that I was facing is capital. Sometimes you find these great products, mm-hmm. you build these great relationships, but if you don't have 30, 40, 50,000 mm-hmm. to drop in, then that's a huge problem. So the way that I've been able to fix that is by building relationships with mm. other people that are on my same mission. Mm-hmm. I say, hey, Charles, I know you're an investor. I know you have money. Right. And I know you want to get invested into this. Well, guess what? I found this product. I run the numbers for them. Mm-hmm. This is the potential profit. This is the, uh, the amount of time it's going to take us to sell it. Wow. This is your buy-in. Are you down? Yes or no? Yes. Cool. No, no. So the the problem has and forever will be capital <laughs> interesting <laughs> because there's always cool products okay. coming out and if you if you have the capital to invest in it great if you don't you miss out on that opportunity mm, that's awesome that's interesting thanks for sharing that i didn't i think uh when i think of e-commerce i never thought about like you know the problem it would take when you actually start that store mm-hmm. and having that access mm-hmm. and i always thought it was just like the running the business part and on that end, what what's it like running, or what's what's a daily, weekly work like for you running these stores? And I know you have a, a couple of other ventures as well, right? Mm-hmm. In the beginning, the the usual the normal day for ecom man. It's uh, mm-hmm. in the beginning when I was doing drop shipping, when I was uh, pretty much starting in. It included a lot of just me sitting in my computer mm-hmm. doing product research because right. the better your product research is, obviously, the better you know the better your returns are going to be. Mm-hmm. So. It's it it it, can, it it was a minimum of five hours a day doing product mm. research, and then on top of that, you have to fulfill the products. You know, a sale comes in, wow. 
fill of it course, in, yeah, yeah. and then you gotta ship it, fill yeah, it yeah, in, yeah. ship it. It, it. it was like really monotonous work. Mm -hmm. Over a period of time, which is where I am now, I now, I, I now have, I'm not gonna say a fleet, but I have virtual assistants, mm -hmm. which are my assistants. They do the fulfillment for me, they do the product for me, and they do the they do the some of the research for me for certain products, and they do the they do the fulfillment and the mm -hmm. customer service. My main thing is handling the suppliers, handling the relationship building, and hmm. overseeing them to make sure they're actually doing the work and right, they're right. not uh, uh, losing me money. Okay. Pretty much like you know, just like ma maintenance right now. Mm -hmm. Right now, it's a lot of maintenance because my passion, of course, is in building rather than actual. Uh, building the, building the business rather than working in the business. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's interesting. That's that's cool that, that you shared that a little bit about that too. I'm sure you know you. I I I, I could totally see more in the aspect of just building a relationship and trying to keep that rather than just like you know you running that. You know it's good that you're outsourcing it. Mm -hmm. But um okay, so I think we're pretty much ending with the kind of questions that unless you have something you want to bring up to the topic. Um do you? Not necessarily, man. Okay. Yeah. Cool. I'm rolling with the vibes right now. Oh, okay. Cool. <laughs> well, well, we're gonna transition to this. Okay. So, it's a little question. All right. If mm -hmm. there was one thing that you can tell your younger self, what would it be? Chill the fuck out. <laughs> Why? I. This is no longer stemming from business. This is just me, like being able to audit myself and the kind of person that I was. Mm -hmm. Right. I wasted a lot of time in my life going to school because. I, I was not chilled out, dude. I was trying to impress everybody mm. and anybody. Mm. I was trying to, I was trying, I was, I was a try hard. Like my brother <laughs> likes to call it, I was a try hard. <laughs> and my problem was that I didn't chill out, bro. I didn't let myself really enjoy the process. I was just like, no, right. let's go to the end goal and go the end goal. All right, guys. Sorry, some scammer tried to call me. But uh, what, what were we saying again, bro? So my advice to myself would right, be right, chill the go. fuck out, man. Mm -hmm chill the fuck out and allow yourself to actually relax and the reason i say that is because when you're actually in a calm state of mind when mm -hmm. you actually allow yourself to be in that state of sin you're able to really analyze your perspective and analyze self-analyze yourself in order to make proper moves because mm -hmm. the way to really make progress is by not making as many mistakes uh, people have really romanticized the idea of i want to learn from the struggle i want to learn from the mistake but guess what man if i'm gonna use you as an example if charles fucked up yo i don't want to do that then mm -hmm. you learn from his mistake because mm -hmm. the more you lose, you have to eventually make it up, bro. Yeah, that's true. And if you can avoid making those mistakes, then you can just get you. You don't have to take as much time trying to fix right, it. Right, right. And I made a lot of mistakes by not chilling out, mm. by constantly uh, being serious, taking it too seriously, and not really being able <laughs> to analyze the perspective from an outside and be like, yo, yeah. like you know what, like this is the way it works. Yeah, yeah. Not gonna lie, bro. I think when I first met you, I did perceive you to be a more serious guy but i was like, try hard bro that, that's what i said when i <laughs> when i see you now and connecting with you again i see the shift in energy it's an evolution bro yeah. i'm a butterfly that has blossomed. <laughs> cool, cool cool all right cool so uh um what is there anything else that for anybody listening that or especially with my mindset as well anybody uh what what can we look forward from you so from me I'm not too active on social media as of right now mm -hmm. because I've been a little bit busy building on my agency. Right. But what you guys can be looking forward for me right now and something that I've been constantly building and will be building is Inside the Millennial Mindset, which is my podcast with uh, my co-host Rico J, Mr. Mm -hmm. Rico J, for you guys yeah, yeah. know that know him. 
Uh, we I'm actually going to have them next month as well. Yeah, we have some interesting plans, some interesting guests coming okay. along for uh, Inside cool. the Millennial Mindset. And I'll it's going it to be... There. It's gonna be so, one of the it's one of my platforms where I'm the most active mm-hmm. and where we're both most active. Mm-hmm. So that we have that coming, and then of nice. course for all you guys that Exciting. are interested in e-commerce but don't necessarily know where to start, mm-hmm. uh, Prince is gonna be launching pretty soon. Okay, so I'm excited to bring that to you guys as well. That's awesome. That's awesome. Cool, man. Um, I'll drop the link in, in the video as well, like what I always do. <laughs> um, other than that, uh, for anybody listening, what would you like to tell, or if you have any last words? Absolutely. All right, guys, so um, coronavirus is a very real thing right now. And <laughs> yo, if, if I see you guys in the street and you guys try to shake my hand, I am very politely <laughs> going to give you a little shoulder, a, a little elbow rub. So don't Absolutely. shake my hand. But I'm, I'm just kidding. Wash your hands. Make sure that you use antibacterial soap 20 seconds under lukewarm water. Just make sure you guys are clean, guys. Uh-huh. It's, just, it's, it's, it's a thing. That's the thing I want to leave you guys with right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, Okay. <laughs> but speaking of question, being in e-commerce. Uh, from- oh, that's a great question. That's a great coronavirus. Question. Like, is it is it even fucking yes. with it? Like, what, it is. Like, what's, what's the deal with it, bro? Okay, dude, I'm here. <laughs> I've been waiting, bro. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, I, I haven't been. Okay, so a rough day. <laughs> yes, it absolutely has messed with the flow of business. Mm-hmm. What happened was a lot of my orders haven't even been delivered, and I made them in early February, mm. right? And the problem was that a lot of the factories. I ended up getting. I think it was February. 12, February 12th to 14th I can't remember when I got the, the message from one of my distributors but I got a message from one of my distributors and they said hey uh, our factories are out of business until further notice and wow. we are expected to be back in three weeks while well, the three week mark came they still weren't back the four no. week mark came they weren't back and now they're going back slowly mm-hmm. but the orders are trickling in very slowly because mm-hmm. not everybody is back at work yet Right. so the flow has definitely been interrupted but that was a blessing in disguise because it made us realize, it made a lot of us realize that we were too dependent on one specific system and we needed to start diversifying oh. and working with other countries. Maybe oh. aside from China, Canada, Look Mexico, you. you know? It's resourceful, so, man. Too. So it made us realize that, yo, you can't put all your eggs in one basket. Mm-hmm. We were so uh, comfortable mm-hmm. because it's the cheapest, most affordable right. way. But guess what? When something like this happens, it just opens your eyes, man. Mm-hmm. Cause then, that's, then, that's a great question, dude. Because I'm, I'm thinking at the end of the day, then you realize what really matters is the end consumer who exactly. can buy your brands. Right? At the end of the day, all that matters is not the money, is not the product. None of this matters, bro. The, the matters is that your customers are happy. Mm-hmm. The happier your nice. customers are, the more you can serve them, even at the cost of your own expense mm-hmm. sometime, the better off you're going to be nice. in this game. Then consumer always wins. Nice. I love that, man. Thanks for sharing that. Well, that's actually an interesting insight, you know, too. It's a great question. That. Yeah, because I know that the market has been affected heavily. And even then, with the oil gas price recently. there's no toilet paper in the stores right now i just got a car earlier today there's there's hard, there's hardly any water bro. like you know water bottles yeah no like it's, it's it's affected bro it's affecting all industry yeah that's crazy as hell you know maybe we'd save that for a car or actually i don't know <laughs> anyways um for anybody listening where can people find you so you guys can find me on Instagram, Rigo.flow, on Facebook, Rigoberto Flores, mm-hmm. or The Perfect Marketer, which is my old tag when I used to be all about marketing. Mm-hmm. If you guys want to find my podcast, it's Millennial Mindset with one N mm-hmm. on all podcast platforms inside The Millennial Mindset. Nice. Cool. Or you guys can hit up Charles and he'll connect you guys yeah. with me. Sounds good, man. Well, thanks for being on. Appreciate you for sharing some Dude, of your Thanks influence. for having me on, man. Absolutely, brother. Maybe we'll have you back on again one day. But other than that, cool.
all right guys thanks for listening to the biz talk series hope you enjoyed it if you like it please continue to support the podcast and also follow my guys so you can get a little more insights on that aspect all right guys have a great night Thank you.